Are you looking for ways to strengthen your marriage? Would you like to raise children you enjoy being around? Do you long for a peaceful, orderly home that's a blessing to everyone who comes through its doors? Then you've come to the right place. I'm Jennifer Flanders, a Bible-believing, homeschooling mother to 12 and host of the Loving Life at Home podcast. Join me as we discover what God's Word has to say about marriage, motherhood, and minding the things that matter most. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 28 of Loving Life at Home. Our topic today is all about memorizing scripture. I promised to circle back to this topic way back in episode 21 when I mentioned the fact that my fourthborn, Samuel, sponsored a Bible memory challenge for our entire family last year. He and his wife have been creating these contests for several years now to spur extended family members into learning new things and acquiring new skills and making positive life changes. In the past, they've sponsored financial fitness challenges and physical fitness contests and challenges to learn more about geography or delivering speeches or making PowerPoint slides. But last year, it was a Bible memory contest. And so the whole family worked all year at hiding more of God's Word in their heart. We got a point for each verse that we memorized and a point for each language that we learned it in. Some memorized only in English, but some learned verses in Spanish and sign language as well. My son Gabriel is still working on learning all the verses of the Roman road in German, French, and Italian too, so that he'll be able to share the basics of the gospel in five different languages. But we could also earn a couple of hundred extra points for delivery at our scripture memory recital. So a bunch of the kids banked on coming in first for that part of the contest by aiming to wow their audience. Several sang their verses in song. Some family members quoted verses in unison as a group. My six-year-old granddaughter Gwen quoted a different Bible verse for every letter of the alphabet. And my 18-year-old son Daniel quoted five different passages on perseverance while standing on his hands. It was all so special. The six-year-old took first place in presentation, but I won the overall contest for sheer number of verses, which shouldn't be surprising considering the fact that I've spent more than 50 years adding to that stockpile. The grand prize was $500 cash, which I'm now using as seed money to fund many monthly memory challenges for my kids and grandkids this year. January's challenge is learning the Ten Commandments, so I wrote a little song to make it easier to learn and sent a little paper craft to all 20 of my grandkids to reinforce what they're learning. So any of my kids or grandkids who quotes Exodus 23 through 17 to me by the end of the month will get $5 cash plus a cute little completion certificate. And I'll link all those resources in the show notes today. I'm all for teaching children scripture when their brains are still young and pliable because I can assure you that memorizing Bible passages takes a lot more effort now that I'm older than it did when I was a kid, but it is still such a worthwhile use of my time. In fact, I can think of at least six benefits to scripture memory right off the top of my head. First, it hides God's word in your heart. That's something we're commanded in scripture to do. Deuteronomy 11:18 says, therefore you shall lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes and you shall teach them to your children. It's especially important in an age where much of the world is hostile towards Christianity that we 
commit God's word to memory, they can confiscate your Bibles and burn them to a crisp, but they can never take away that portion that you carry with you in your heart and mind. So I want to hide as much of it there as I can. A second benefit to Bible memory is that it boosts mental health. Memory work establishes new neural pathways and improves brain function. And since memorizing scripture involves learning new skills and engaging in cognitive stimulation, it may even help prevent or protect against Alzheimer's. Romans 12, 2 tells us, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Then the third benefit is that it provides comfort during trials. Having the truth of God's Word cemented in your memory provides a guiding light and a firm rock of refuge during life's inevitable storms. Isaiah 26 tells us you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Then the fourth benefit is it proves useful for spiritual warfare. Jesus quoted scripture to combat Satan's temptations in the wilderness, and we would do well to follow his example. The more verses you memorize, the more you'll have in your arsenal when you're forced to do battle. Ephesians 6, 17 warns us, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Then five, it helps you view the world through a biblical lens. What better way to see things from an eternal perspective than to look at them through the filter of God's unchanging word? He promises in Isaiah 32, 3, Then the eyes of those who see will not be blinded, and the ears of those who hear will listen. Then, the sixth thing, it enables you to pray with the mind of Christ. We can trust that when we are praying the words of Scripture over a matter, that we are praying in accordance with God's revealed will. And John 14, 14 tells us, You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So, if you're interested in memorizing more of God's Word, I have a list of about 17 things you can do to help make that easier. And you don't have to do everything on this list for every passage you commit to memory, but the more senses that you use in learning the verses, the more firmly cemented they will be in your brain. First, I would suggest writing the verses out by hand. Copy each verse you're trying to memorize at least once in your own handwriting. Doing so helps you to clarify the words in your mind and keep them all in proper order. Then second, pray for God's help. This probably should be number one. Pray for God's help in memorizing. He promises to give wisdom to all who request it in James 1.5, and since you're memorizing scripture, and that's one of the best ways I know to acquire wisdom, you should definitely ask God to help you in that endeavor. Do your part by working on memorizing passages faithfully, then you can rely on the Lord to bring His Word to mind as needed. Then third, put the verses in prominent places. Print out multiple copies of your memory verses, and you may even want to laminate them for durability. Then tape them to the bathroom mirror, or stick them to the refrigerator, or prop them up on the windowsill above the kitchen sink, where you'll be frequently reminded to work on them. Then alternate between reading those little cards aloud and reciting them from memory until you have them down by heart and can recite them without peeking. Another suggestion would be to set the verses to music. Assign the words to a familiar tune or make up a new melody of your own. 
Either way, singing God's Word makes memorizing it almost effortless. Just this week, a couple of days ago, a friend of mine sent me a song that she was working on. Uh, she's memorizing a passage out of Isaiah, and she set it to the tune, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, and it was so beautiful. She sent me a voice recording of her singing it in the bathroom, and it just blessed my day. Then another idea is to learn the verses in context. Whenever you're trying to learn a longer passage, work on a big block of verses at once rather rather than committing them to memory one at a time, because memorizing in context helps you keep the verses in the proper order and provides a richer understanding of their meaning as well. Then number six, I would say recite your memory verses aloud. When practicing your verses, don't just rehearse them silently to yourself. You'll think that you know them a lot better than you do when you do that. Say them out loud, if at all possible, as hearing the words while you're speaking them provides two more channels to get them into your brain. Do that at least two or three times a day when you're first beginning to work on a new passage to better familiarize yourself with those verses. Then my seventh tip is to record your own voice reading the verses. Another way to speed up the memorizing and review process is by recording yourself reading the passage. Then you can listen to your recording as you're washing dishes or folding clothes or running errands, drifting off to sleep, or during any number of other mindless activities that fill your day. Then my eighth tip, use a dry erase board. Write the passage you're trying to memorize on the whiteboard by hand, then read it aloud. Then erase two or three words at a time and practice saying it while filling in the blanks and continue that process until no words remain on the board and you can quote the entire passage from memory. Then another idea would be to recite verses in rhythm. You can clap the words to a beat or recite them to the rhythm of your steps as you walk or run. And the 10th tip is use your hands. Learn sign language to accompany the verses or create your own hand motions to correspond with the verses. When I was looking up resources to help my grandchildren memorize the Ten Commandments, I saw some really cute ones where they were using the numbers one, two, three, four in a little sign that corresponded to what the commandment actually was. It was really cute. But anyway, the body movement and the muscle memory will reinforce your memorizing efforts when you do. Then another tip, number 11, would be to memorize with a friend. It's always good to have an accountability partner. And even if you're working on different passages, find a friend or family member that, and then take turns reciting to one another at least once a week, whatever verse you're currently memorizing. My friend who sent me the voice recording of the verses that she's working on, and Isaiah is my accountability partner, and we meet every Sunday after church and recite our verses to one another that we're working on that week. If you're both learning the same portion of Scripture, you can just quote the passage together, provided that you coordinate in advance which translation you're using. But we've been working on separate passages, so she quotes to me her passages, then I quote to her mine, and she brings me note cards, and I have a little notebook that I've written all of my passages in that I'm memorizing. And so she checks me against my notebook. I check her against her little, or note cards. Then the 12th tip would be to systematically review verses that you've already learned. A reader of mine sent me this idea, which I think is excellent. I haven't done as good a job implementing it as I probably should to keep all those verses fresh, but Charlotte Mason recommended a method of scripture memory that allowed for scheduled reviews of older memory verses, and so whatever passage you're currently working on gets reviewed once a day, and as newer passages are learned, older ones get moved to an increasingly less frequent review schedule. First, they go to every other day, and 
then to once weekly and then to once monthly. So the idea is you're spending a certain amount of time each day reviewing all of your verses. The freshest ones are getting reviewed every day. And the ones that you've worked on for the longest that are more firmly cemented, you're just you're still reviewing them, but maybe just once a month. Mason recommended writing your verses on index cards and filing them in a little box. But if you're memorizing whole chapters, you might find storing full-size pages in a three-ring binder under a similar set of in-text tabs to be more conducive. That's really what I am planning to do with my scheduled review. Those tabs should include one marked daily, two marked odd and even, seven marked with the days of the week, and a set numbered 1 through 31. So on, for instance, Thursday, February 9th, I would review the verses under four tabs, under the daily tab, the odd tab, because the ninth is an odd day, the Thursday tab, and the number nine, because it's the ninth day of the month. So you get the idea. And then 13, use the verse and artwork. Doodle the words, color them in, or incorporate them into some other artistic endeavor, such as cross-stitch or calligraphy or wood burning. Doing so provides yet another way to embed God's Word more deeply in your memory. This is one reason that on our website, we offer a lot of coloring pages that are just straight scriptures that you can download and uh, color as you're learning those particular verses. I'll include a link in today's show notes that will take you to the page with all the scripture coloring pages, but you can also go to the search bar at the top of our website and just type in the passage you're looking for. If I have a coloring page, it will pull up that page. Then another idea is a little bit more involved, but it's one that really was revolutionary for me this past year, and that is to build a, quote, memory palace to assist in your memorizing. It's a centuries-old technique that takes a little bit more effort up front, but it greatly multiplies the speed with which I can memorize entire chapters of the Bible, and it vastly improves my recall as well. To use it, you have to associate each verse with a string of mental images. If you picture the book as a house, then each chapter might be a room in in the house, or for longer chapters, maybe a series of rooms in the house, and then each verse will be an item in that room. So I group all the items into sets of five so I can easily fast forward through the chapter if I'm asked to recite a particular verse towards the end of the chapter, and I always take the items in the same order, which I've written down so I can refer back to it when I'm memorizing a new passage and want to use that same framework. So by way of example, the seventh item in my memory palace is a small china cabinet that stood in the corner of the dining room in a house my husband and I built in 2003 and we lived in for many years. And since that house is always familiar, it makes the perfect memory palace for me. That china cabinet itself was an unexpected gift, which is what I remember when quoting James 1.7, let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. But I also used the cabinet to store and protect my fine china, which is the aspect I think of when I quote Psalms 121.7, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. And then when I quote Philippians 2.7, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of a man. I picture a servant emptying that cabinet of all its china. So in each of these three instances, I'm still picturing the seventh item in the room, but the meaning shifts slightly from one passage to the next. Do you see how that works? Anyway, you can Google more about Memory Palace if you want to use that method. I think it 
is one that did not make a lot of sense to me when I first read about it a couple of decades ago. But I memorized the whole book of James last year and worked on some more long passages, and I could memorize really swiftly by using that technique. Okay, I'll admit that that last trick is a little advanced. The first time I read about it years ago, it sounded way too complicated for me too. So here's a similar but more concrete idea for you. The 15th would be to sketch little pictures for different words in the verses that you're trying to memorize, kind of like a rebus book. For instance, if I were going to use this technique on John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, I might replace the word four with a number four. I might draw a heart for the word love, maybe a globe for the word world, and a present for gave, and so forth. The important thing is to draw these little pictures yourself, even if you don't consider yourself artistic, the process of doing it is as big a help to memorizing the passage as reviewing the rebus verses that result. Then the 16th tip, abbreviate your memory verses. For purposes of review, it's sometimes helpful to write just the first letter of each word in a verse. That way you'll have a little prompt when practicing, especially if you're reciting your verses without anybody around who can check you. And then the last one would be to use technology to make memorizing easier. There's lots of computer programs and phone apps out there designed to help you commit Bible verses to memory. One of the apps that my daughters introduced me to is called Verses. I think the original version is free. You just click the very small link at the bottom of the page that says you aren't interested in upgrading to Basic or Pro. It includes the KJV plus three other translations with a lot of different tasks to help you memorize. But to access more versions of the Bible, you'd have to pay an annual fee, which I don't think is that much. But the point is, you can use it for free if you're willing to memorize in KJV or one of the other versions that they include on the free version of the app. Then you can work on single verses at a time or longer passages or entire chapters. The app includes several different activities such as listening to the verses or reading them aloud or typing them out or filling in the blanks to aid you in memorizing them. I have another app that I'll try to include in the show notes today or a website that will pop up your verse that you're wanting to memorize in the version that you want and have you type it out. So that practices your typing skills and speed as well as your Bible memory, which I love. Now, all of those are great ways to cement God's Word in your own heart and mind. And we provide on our website lots of free scripture memory resources, which I'll, again, link in the show notes. Those include pretty Bible verse cards like the ones I talked about uh, posting around your house or copywriting worksheets that you can use for yourself or with your kids to practice their penmanship on actual Bible verses or scripture memory cards that have a picture on one side that corresponds with the verse on the back, or even Bible ABCs, which are 26 Bible verses that kids can learn one for each letter of the alphabet. They're not exactly the same verses that my six-year-old granddaughter learned, but they're very similar and were chosen with children in mind. Then I have some beautiful Bible bookmarks that have eight memory verses with gorgeous graphics, perfect for posting throughout your home again or for marking your place in the books you're reading. And then I have a little list of 50 Bible verses everyone should know, a checklist to get you started if you don't know which verses to memorize first that might help. And 
and then also a one-year Bible reading plan, because it's amazing how reading through the Bible regularly familiarizes you with Scripture, which in turn makes it easier for you to find and memorize verses that are especially meaningful to you. Now, as for motivating your kids to memorize Scripture, the Bible commands us to teach God's Word to our children, talking about when we sit in our house, when we walk in the road, when we lie down, and when we rise up. That's Deuteronomy 11.19. So, what are some practical ways that we can help children hide Scripture in their hearts? You can offer rewards. It does not have to be elaborate. When I was in vacation Bible school back as a youngster, we got a piece of candy for each verse we memorized. And, oh my goodness, they'd give us a whole sheet of verses, and several of us would go standing in the end of the line and memorize a verse by the time we got to the front of the line, and then run back to the back of the line to get another piece of candy and have another one memorized by the time we got to the front. My friends and I completely cleaned up. The candy we received is long gone, but I can still quote most of those verses that I learned. Or you can sponsor a contest like my son did. There's nothing like a little friendly competition to get kids excited about doing hard things. You can work on it as a family. Review verses at the dinner table or recite them together on long car rides. Then model it. Let your children see you prioritizing scripture memory in your own life. Then another idea would be to play scripture songs in the house. Just regularly play scripture that's been set to music in the background as your family is doing chores or cleaning the house or riding in the car. So much of what children learn is caught when you don't even know they're listening. And then there's also programs in area churches like Awanas or Bible Drill that you could take advantage of. Just search for that in your community and see if there's a program that would encourage Bible memory. There's also the Bible B. I'll link to a post that I did about that. My kids did that for the first time last summer and really enjoyed it. And then there's Bible memory games that you can play. Challenge kids to play games or take quizzes where memorized verses versus gives them an advantage. So if you have made Bible memory one of your New Year's resolutions, or even if you haven't thought of it until now and are persuaded that that is something you should do, I hope that these tips will help you to hide God's Word in your heart. I know you won't be disappointed in the fruit that comes from doing so. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have a question you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, message me on Instagram at Flanders underscore family or contact me through my website, lovinglifeathome.com. Before you go, if you've been encouraged by something you've heard on the show, do me a favor and forward the link to a friend or head over to Loving Life at Home on Apple iTunes to subscribe and leave a written review of the show. Your doing so will help others find me so they can listen too. Until next time, I pray the Lord will bless your efforts to build a loving home life centered on Him.